Hey guys, Construction Monk here. We are plodding along through a series, a long-term series entitled Calling All Mystics, Notes from the Road, where we are discussing what it means to be a Christian mystic, right? And as I said in an earlier episode in the series, I'm just a baby mystic, right? I'm barely into what some call the apophatic stage of the Christian life. There are two stages to the Christian life, the cataphatic and the apophatic, with an in-between transitional stage called the desert. February 13th, 2023 was the day I entered the promised land of the apophatic. Now, I've been a Christian for 40 years. 33 of those years, I was in the cataphatic stage. Seven of those years, I was in the desert. I'm 50. I'm just now, I've just now entered the promised land of the apophatic. We'll talk about that in a little more detail in this episode of Calling All Mystics entitled Agency. All right, let's get into it. Okay, so this is a fun little tangent. There are, as I said, two stages to the Christian life, the cataphatic and the apophatic, with the transitional stage of the desert in between. This is what some call the order-disorder-reorder sequence. We start out in an order in our Christianity that is akin to the old nature, to the spirit of the world, to the kingdom of the darkness of the heavenly places, Satan and his minions in his system. We start out there. And so cataphatic Christianity, in one sense, is still organized in that order. It's focused on the self and the self-willed life. Right? It still is inhabited by the old nature. This is probably hard for some Christians to understand. A lot of Christians don't understand this paradigm that there are stages and phases. The Christian life isn't just one thing. The Christian life is a journey out of the self-willed life into a God-led life. We start out, even as Christians, even receiving the Holy Spirit, making Jesus our Lord and Savior, we still start out in the sin nature as a Christian, which means it's all about me. Uh, What I can do, what I can think, what I can know, how hard I'm working, the knowledge I've acquired, the Bible, scriptures that I've memorized and read, and all the practices and how good I am at, at producing the fruits of the Spirit, even though they're actually a fruit of the Holy Spirit, but I haven't figured that out yet as a cataphatic Christian. Cataphatic means positive. It literally refers to what I can do and know. We will be cataphatic Christians a good part of the journey. And hopefully, though, we come to a place of transition. It's, this is what contemplatives call the dark night of the soul. It's when we start to enter and understand the futility of anything we could do apart from God and that we, we are in desperate need of God to do everything, including and most especially crucifying our self-willed life. That's the desert season. My desert season was seven years for reasons I won't get into now. But it took God seven years. Like it took God 33 years to lead me to the, to the desert, to be prepared to enter the desert. It took me seven years to get through the desert. That desert season was God crucifying my fleshly nature in lots of detailed ways. There were lots of dark and difficult death burial experiences. And resurrection didn't come into the apophatic until I was 49. Until the old nature was really fully crucified, at least as far as I can tell. 
<laughs> I'm a baby mystic. But now, like the journey has been out of what I can do, what I can know, you know, and really, like I've said, this false self centered on I'm a mind and a body. To, you know what, there is a Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's in me. I can really experience the Holy Spirit. I can really know God intimately. I can really hear God intimately. And like that progression has led me to this place of, okay, now we're ready to do the, to do the circumcision work of the cross to the flesh and cut it out. And it feels like dying. And now I've been through that process and now I've come alive again in Christ in, in a new way with a new nature. But I'm still learning that new nature and it's still new to me. Christian mysticism is a fuller picture of the Christian life in terms of, hey, it's not enough to be a self-willed, self-centered, works-based Christian. Living out of the same, living out of the fallen nature, the same nature you had before you became a Christian. Like, Often we can't tell that because we don't know anything different, right? The nature at the center of who we are is hard to really grasp. But Christian mysticism s- says and teaches, like, you got to suffer through the loss of this thing that we think is so important to us, our ego, our self-centered, self-willed life. And then when that is fully crucified, God's new nature in us can come in. Well, the, the funny thing, though, is that this new nature is our original nature, it's, it's our original nature because we were created to live in concert with God. The wild thing is that to be more dependent on the will of God is to be more free. Like, we don't realize how enslaved we are thinking we're free, thinking we're in control of our own lives and trying to be our own gods in a world of our creation. We think we're free. We think we have agency. We think we can do a lot of things. We're in control of our thoughts. We're in control of our body. We're in control of our destiny. That is so wrong, but we don't understand that. Like, and we think, we can think wrongly so that, you know, the, the terms that Scripture describes as this new life, dependence on God, becoming like a little child. And Paul talks about being enslaved to Christ. Doulos is the Greek word. There's, there is this kind of indentured servitude. And we think, man, that just sounds like slavery, right? He's using the term slavery, but, you know, Paul also writes, I think, I think Jesus said this too, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. And Paul wrote, it is, for the, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Therefore, do not become enslaved again to sin. Sin nature is enslavement. Enslavement is, it's a blindness, right? We don't understand what's going on. But the sin nature is, I think I'm free by being my own God, but I become enslaved. I have no agency. God wants to restore our natural agency, but what we don't understand is we cannot have dominion authority over ourselves the way we're supposed to, separate from God. Because God has to empower us, right? There's so many different ways we can think of what it means to be our own God and the negative consequences of that. But one of the main things that happens is we start to create our own meaning. We create our own associations. We determine how our spirit flows through our soul to our body and what it means. And alongside the knowledge of good and evil, we have an expectation for bad experience. And so this is like a potentiality that gets worked out through our experience of the world because we expect some things to be bad. And so we actually create things that are bad. Because we don't understand we're not free in the sin nature. We don't have agency. How agency is framed 
in this wrong system apart from God is our ability to control external circumstances to our benefit. But if you go through long enough in the journey with God, you start to see that you don't really have much control over anything on your own, one. And two, the control you thought you had isn't real. You don't really have agency. So I'll try to describe this for me in particular terms as God began to enlighten my understanding to see how enslaved I was. And this is just a truth. Like Everything comes from the Spirit. Right? The Spirit is our true self. Everything manifests from the Spirit of God on our spirit. You know, everything we experience, mind, heart, body, really is manifest from us, from our spirit and God. But we don't know that. We can't see our spirit. We don't have a practical access to our spirit. So we're darkened in that aspect. We don't understand that spiritual reality is the truest reality and everything comes from spirit. And so really everything we experience in life comes from two spiritual kingdoms because we were made to walk in concert with the spiritual authority when we reject God, because we don't have God in our lives anymore, we become susceptible to the spirit of the world and their spiritual authority. But everything we're experiencing stems from the spirit and stems from a spiritual authority. All our experiences flow from spirit. If we don't understand that, we think emotions and thoughts are... We think thoughts are things we control and emotions kind of manifest from the thoughts and physical sensations. But it's not true. When you start to peer behind the curtain and see the reality of things, you see that everything flows from spirit. And you see that you don't have agency in the spiritual realm on your own. You're backed into a corner. Because without the power of God really in you to enliven you and guide and lead and empower you, you're powerless. Because you're in a system run and instigated instigated and fueled by spiritual entities, principalities that are stronger than you. And they, they really desire to remain invisible and just to influence everything from behind the scenes like a puppeteer. And they want you to think that you're leading your life, that you're your own God, so that you can't be, so that you can't be in control of your life. So the spirit of the world is designs the system in order to rob you of your agency but you don't see it you don't know it because you only know what you know you're used to the kind of agency you can eke out in that system which is an attempt to control everything for your benefit to be your own god an attempt to control others what you find though is in the energy of trying to control everything outside of you you lose control of the only thing you have control of which is kind of what i talked about last time you don't have any real agency over the external world and other people or god or Satan. It's a trick. You lose the natural agency you have over yourself when you try to exert your spiritual energy over everything but yourself. God wants to lead you back to the proper agency you have over yourself, but you can't have that by yourself, independent of God. This is the primary reason Satan separated us from God to begin with, so he could have agency over us, rob us of our agency. Because Satan wanted to be the God of this world, but he has no practical access to this world or control over this world. He can only exert his dominion through us. And he can only exert his dominion through us when we're separated from God. We were designed to be subservient to a higher spiritual authority. When we're subservient to God, our life is ordered as it should be. We have the proper agency over ourselves that we are meant to have. Because God is a giving spirit. 
God wants us to be free within the confines and limits of his spirit to just enjoy life in mind, heart, and body. Soul or spirit, soul, body, whichever, however you want to think of that. But that God just created the world and us for goodness, but in relationship with him. When we separated from God to try to be our own gods, we lost the proper power of God in us to really operate in the freedom we naturally have. Then we become like then then we become susceptible to this other spiritual authority, Satan, which was the whole purpose. We'll get to some of why God set up the parameters for that to happen in another episode, because that's a that's an important question. This actually though deals with why there is evil in the world, despite the fact that God is perfectly good and powerful. God designed us to choose to live life with him because that's a loving relationship because he wants us to have agency over ourselves. God empowers us to have agency over our experiences because that's what he wants. But we can't have that separate from him. It's it's a strange upside-down truth, especially to how we are, are used to thinking of power, control, and agency. We think there's this zero-sum game scarcity mentality there's only so much in the world as far as resources and and ability and access to things right so we're fighting against everybody else for access to these things we're fighting for our space all the time we're fighting for our agency we're in contention with everybody that's backwards we're not meant to be I, I am not meant to fight for my space in the world If I were properly connected to God, who is the spirit of unity, which unifies everything properly, everything would be in its place and nothing would be trying to rob anything else of its space. No person, no spiritual authority, nothing would be trying to rob me of my agency or enticing me to rob others of their agency. Evil comes when we don't understand the true agency we have over ourselves and we think that we have to fight and contend for it with others. What we're actually doing in the trick of that wrong mentality is we're actually surrendering our agency to others by thinking that we have to get it back from them. (laughs) It's really, I think this is kind of hard to understand practically. Man, I, you know, I've struggled with anxiety, depression most of my life. There's just, there's times where God just began to show me how much I gave away the agency that I naturally had because I wasn't properly attached to God or empowered by God in it. And so one in particular, one, one thing in particular that just comes to mind was like how I would drive. I just remember if I was going like 40 miles an hour down a road and I had to make a right turn into a driveway or another side street, I would make it too fast if there was a car right behind me because I just felt like, felt this pressure Like, I just, I couldn't slow down as much as I wanted because this guy behind me wouldn't like it, right? I had no agency to do what I thought I should do, what I knew I needed to do, what the safe kind of thing, which was to slow down to a comfortable speed to make that turn because I felt this pressure from this person behind me. And, you know, I really felt that pressure. But I didn't understand that I was giving my agency and authority over myself to this person, to whoever kind of felt more oppressive to me in the moment around me, you know. Like I was constantly asking permission to do what I should do that is good for myself from the world around me. That's wrong. 
I didn't have the proper agency that God designed me for. But I didn't realize I was giving away my agency. Like the system of the world, the spirit of the world, all is created and creates human culture so that we will think we don't have agency over ourselves and we have to constantly bargain and barter and work out our agency and our space. Um, that's evil. Like that creates evil. That's us, you know, that's us fighting with others for something that God just gives us for free. (laughs) Like, when you realize you have a right to be yourself, you have a right to the space you inhabit in the world, nobody can take it from you. That's freedom. But you have to realize that you you don't have it when you're not empowered by God. Agency is our God-given right, but apart from God, we can't exercise it. Not because we don't have the power to, but because we don't understand its proper functioning. What I've come to realize as God has awakened my spirit and I've come to understand the spiritual forces against me and I've come to call upon God to empower me against those things, what I've come to understand is I've, this whole time I've been oppressing myself. Like, I've been giving away the thing that I naturally and rightfully have. But... I don't have the right to control the external world or other people or any spiritual principality. But I do have the right to say what I do in myself and what I experience in myself. There's a dysfunction there because we're trained, right? We're trained to operate in our spirit, soul, and body, my mind and heart improperly. But we're actually oppressing ourselves all the time because we don't think we have what we do. And we're operating out of a false sense of this need to create space for ourselves when we naturally have it. But we can't create it for ourselves, right? We have to create it in concert with God. As we are empowered by God, God does not enslave us to himself so that he can control us. He draws us to himself so he, so he can empower us just to be ourselves in the world. If we were truly powered in concert with God in our spirit, through our soul, to our body we'd be fine. There would be no death. There would be no evil. We would have no fear, no anxiety, no anger, no frustration. Even in a world full of all of those things around us, we can be at peace. Like, if you think you have to negotiate your space in the world with everybody else around you constantly, in a new space, new people, new place, new town, constantly negotiating, new job, new day at the same job, you're constantly negotiating your space. You're basically saying to everything and everyone around you. Do I have permission to be myself today? What do I have to do and how do I have to earn the right to be myself? Terrible. No wonder we feel so oppressed in the world. When you stop and realize in God you have the right to be yourself and nothing can take that from you. <sighs> That's a deep sigh. It's not a simple conclusion. It's a, it's a very embodied sense to this, right? But... God wants to empower us to be free. Satan wants to disempower us to be enslaved to his system so he can be God of this world through us. Because we have authority over the earth and over ourselves. The authority we have over ourselves is the agency and the right we have just to be in ourselves, control our experience according to what is good for ourselves. The authority we have over the world 
isn't to control it for our benefit. It's to be caretakers over the world with God and others, to be in community. I think that God created humanity for the purpose of community and creativity. Just to enjoy the world with each other and enjoy being creative in the world with each other or by ourselves to bring things forth, to do things in the world, just what, according to what would be enjoyable for us. God created us to have agency over ourselves and to express through ourselves our creativity in the midst of community and to just share, right? To share the world with others, to inhabit our space with no one else trying or attempting to compromise that. We've gotten backwards though. We've gotten flipped around, right? We've forgotten we have a spirit. Everything comes from the spirit. God's spirit, our spirit. We think we're a body with a mind and we have some emotions that we don't understand. But we've gotten flipped around and we think that we've got to constantly fight for our space in the world. We don't feel at home anywhere, hardly. Though we've eked out some spaces that may feel more comfortable to us. Our home, literal home, you know. But everywhere else, it feels that we feel this tension. I don't fit here. Do I fit here? How do I fit better? How can I kind of find my place here in this group? It's a terrible place to be in when you constantly think you have to reestablish your right to be in the world. It's oppressive. When we come back to God, as we come back to God, as we grow closer to God, as we learn to hear God, God's constantly saying, I love you. I'm with you. I'm going to empower you just to be yourself and to occupy the space that you rightfully have. And God begins to lead us out of the oppressive things that have led us to oppress ourselves unknowingly because we do oppress ourselves unknowingly. Because we've been tricked. Even in how we feel, even in how we think, even in how we inhabit inhabit our bodies. To live under oppression, to oppress ourselves. There is real oppression in the world outside of us. You know, physically and spiritually. There are forces that will attempt to take our space, to rob us of our authority, our agency. But when we're empowered by God, they can't. Spiritual forces can't. Physical forces can't. Um... There's one scripture. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. He's talking about the system of the world. Talking about Satan. The Holy Spirit is in me. And the Holy Spirit in me is greater than the spiritual oppression outside of me. Which is attempting to push. But if I don't give that spiritual authority authority over me, it can't have it. So as the Spirit enlightens me to understand what's going on in the spiritual. Why I feel oppressed emotionally at times. I begin to see it was me in a wrong system, in a wrong mindset, in a wrong flow of my spirit that was oppressing me. And really, a lot of times what happens when we have the spirit in us more fully is that the spirit's trying to empower us, but we're so much in the stance of trying to control everything. When the spirit comes alongside us to try to empower us, it's a stronger power, and it feels like... It feels like something's trying to control us when God's just inviting us to surrender to Him. Stop fighting for our fighting for our space. You know, I had a professor that wrote this book. Uh, it was a commentary on the first half of Romans, I think. But he called it the God wrestlers, and you know, I like that term. Like often we're wrestling for God, 
We're wrestling with God for things that God just wants to give us. There's that line in the Rich Mullins song. I'd rather fight you for something I don't really want than take what you give that I need. You know, the line is, surrender don't come naturally to me. I'd rather fight you for something I don't really want than take what you give that I need. But I'm falling down, I'm falling on my knees. Mullins was contemplative. He understood the wrestle to surrender to God so that God could empower us to be ourselves. When you're in the stance of fighting and contention and fighting for your space and then God comes in literally to your space and says, hey, let me take the lead here and everything will be all right, it doesn't feel good, even though God is good because we're used to fighting for our space all the time. And so God comes literally into our space internally, starts to move and we're like, ah, something's trying to contend with my right to control me and the world around me. And God's like, no. You, first of all, you're not controlling yourself or the world around you properly. I'm here to show you how. That's why it's a dark night of the soul. That's why you have to learn to surrender to God because it's so foreign to us. You know, In Romans chapter 8, Paul says, The mindset on the flesh cannot please God. It does not even know how. It is hostile to God. There's this hostility in us when we think we have to fight for our space all the time. And then God comes in and says, Let me lead and we just can see God as another hostile force that we have to contend with because we're used to the God of this world and we're trained by the God of this world to fight for our space when it's actually ours and we're all in that game it's hard to step out of it it's hard to come back to the natural agency we have but that's what God wants to do he wants to free us up just to be ourselves little kids like we don't need to do anything, to be free. Get anything, fight against anyone. We can be free in ourselves. And yeah, there's a lot of things we, we can't control. But like that's the beauty of saying, you know what? I, that thing I was trying to control, I was contending over, I don't control it, but God does. And so I'm going to trust that God will order my circumstances, order my life to my benefit. Because that's what God wants to do. But I can't receive it if I don't surrender to it. If I'm going to fight God for the things he wants to give me, I won't get them because the source of all my negative experiences is the state of contentiousness where I actually rob myself of the agency I have by trying to always think I have to establish it by forcing other people to give it to me. It's backwards. We already have it. Remember Yoda? Mm, you must unlearn what you have learned, yes. Mm. Much have you to learn, young Jedi. <laughs> Wars not make one great. <laughs> There's a great unlearning because we've learned things the wrong way. We've been sold a lie that we, if we could control the external world and people around us for our benefit, we would be free happy. We're fighting over the wrong things. We're actually trying to control others and then we put them in the stance of trying to control us when if everybody just sought to be established in the true agency they have over themselves, we all, we all would be fine and nobody would be in contention and nobody would be dying even. And nobody be, would be in a world that's seeking to rob them of those things that are naturally theirs. And the more we unify with God, who is a spirit of unity, the more we can be, as we are meant to be in the world, free. 
You know, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. I came to give you abundant life, new life. Jesus, you know, put himself up as the bread of heaven, the Eucharist. You know, Scripture says that God's divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. It's all in God. It flows from the Spirit. It doesn't flow from the external world into us. It flows from inside of us. When you realize you're just fighting against yourself, God's with you to empower yourself to come back to yourself. Then you realize the problem is simple. It's not trying to control things you can't and people outside you and circumstances and day-to-day happenings. Because you can't control any of that. That's, such a, that's, a, that's a dead-end game. It's a zero-sum game that brings you down to zero. When you realize it's just about you and God, it's between you and God, and it's about how God can empower you to have agency over yourself, and once you do that, you start to come back to life, and the Spirit starts to flow properly, and death isn't real. And there's nothing you need to do. There's nothing you have to do. There's, there's no permission you need to get from other people around you to be yourself to occupy the space you naturally, rightfully, should have in the world. You're free. Agency is really important. When we don't understand the true agency we have, that's what creates evil in the world because then we're in competition with everybody and we're fighting and we're trying to control other people and then they're, they're trying to control us because we're all in this fighting stance, this contentious stance. And that's the world we see. I think we've got to take from others to have. I think we've got to control others to keep them from controlling us. But we're doing to them what we don't want done to us. But all that can end. As we begin to surrender to God, we begin to trust that God has our good in mind. God will lead us beside still waters. He will restore our soul. He will give us abundant life like a wellspring flowing up from inside of us, which can sustain us and lead us and bring us back to eternal life. Cool. I think that's a hard concept to realize. Like, really? We're oppressing ourselves. We're robbing ourselves of our agency because we've been tricked to think that we don't have something we do. <laughs> yeah. Sounds crazy, right? We don't understand, though, the state we're in, but we can feel it, right? The tension, the contention. The more you are enlightened in the eyes of your heart through the spirit and your spirit, the more you will see the reality of the world all all around you. The more you will see the anxiety and angst of people always everywhere you go going, man, you know... Got to make sure that I have my space here. Got to make sure I have my space there. Got to make sure nobody's pushing against my autonomy and my agency. And it's, it's exhausting. But when you get out of that mindset, which is the mindset on the flesh, and you start to come into the Spirit of God and God empowers you and you start to go, oh, you know what? Everything's between me and God and nobody can rob me of my agency because it's established by the power of God and nobody can come against God. Amen. Then you know you're free. It takes time to learn and see the thousands of ways we rob ourselves of our agency. We oppress ourselves. It's hard to see it. It has to do with getting more in tune with our spirit. And it has to do with seeing the dysfunction and experiencing it in real ways in concert with the spirit revealing the badness of it. But as we go through the journey from the cataphatic to the apophatic, 
as we begin to keep in step with the Spirit more and more, we begin to see the reality of who God created us to be and how God created us to be in the world. As agents with authority over ourselves underneath the higher authority of God. Hey guys, this has been a Construction Monk podcast. I'm your host, Jay Randall Stewart. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. As always, you can catch more content at www.moderncontemplative.com. Until then, keep growing, keep listening, keep talking to God, to others about these things. All right, bye.